Welcome to the Peaceful Entrepreneur Podcast, where together we're finding peace in the process of everyday business ownership by improving, one step at a time, how we think and what we do. I'm your host, Amy Stout. Welcome to the last episode of season one. Woo! We made it. (laughs) Yes. So we are doing 10 episode seasons. So the podcast is absolutely not over. It is very much continuing. But for us on a production end, doing things in 10 episode increments is the system we've chosen to do. So today... I'm here with Luke. Yo. <laughs> figure it's back. only you back. I figure it's only fitting to do our final episode of this season together and to make it a little more of like a reflection, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I've really just enjoyed every single conversation that I've been able to have this season. It's been amazing and I am already dreaming up the different guests that I have, I want to have next season and the different topics that I want to talk about. So we're going to continue having these incredible and prayerfully, hopefully helpful conversations. Definitely. Um, but for today, Luke and I are going to be talking about the 10 things, not the 10 things, because we've learned way more than that, but way more than that. Yeah. 10 big things that we've learned in the first two years of owning a business. Mm -hmm. Okay, the first one, (laughs) I'm calling myself out here. (laughs) This first one is, you don't have to immediately act on every idea you get. And I'm really speaking to people who are like me, because not everybody is like this. Right. That's probably not your first instinct. No. Mm -mm. You get an idea and you like to sit on it for a while. I tend to, yeah, I tend to think about it uh, more than just like, a little while I guess I I tend to take some time to just like process what I'm an idea that's that's popped into my head yeah but whereas you're yeah a little more oh this is a great idea let's do it and there are pros and cons to both there really are there really are and I think that's one way that we balance each other out in the business very well because I think on your end it might be like you come up with an idea and I can say well let's you know like we might talk about it it's like well Let's like, I think we need to think about this a little bit more. You know, we need to consider this, this, and this. Just like kind of let that simmer for a couple <laughs> days and then see where that goes or see how it, it changes maybe. And then on the other hand, you might help push me to execute an idea yeah. sooner than I would naturally because then it could just turn into, I just end up thinking about it and then nothing ever happens. Yes. You know? Yeah. I think that having you as part of the business, that is a huge thing that's going to help us to grow and me not spin my wheels going down a bunch of rabbit trails that I think are good ideas and I mean like you said there's pros and cons so like me starting the business in the first place was kind of like a I got the idea and I immediately started executing it right so that worked yeah (laughs) but other other ones other ones not so much and Even with this podcast, I'm starting to practice, like I thought about this idea for a long time and we talked about it for a long time and we talked about what the premise would be and we started talking to other people about it and Mm -hmm. there was a lot more like processing and preparing before we started executing. Yeah. 
which it still probably wasn't that long of a period of time, but for me it was like a little bit longer. So just as an encouragement to the people who are like me, if you slow down and you think about things more before you act on them, it will result in you having more peace in your decisions and in your actions. Yes. Because you're not acting based off of an adrenaline rush of a good idea. You know, you're acting out of a grounded place of have the idea, confirm that it's a good idea, sit on it, and then move forward. The second thing that we've learned is just put yourself out there. I found at the beginning of business that you got to just shoot your shot. You know, you got to make sure people know about you. Um, And even if you're doing amazing things, if you are not self-promoting, nobody's going to know about the amazing things that you're doing. So even though it might feel uncomfy to put yourself out there like that, you just got to. You have to. Yeah. And some people are wired differently when it comes to that. I feel like a lot, you know, you might think of an entrepreneur as somebody that is very willing to just put themselves out there, but that doesn't. That's not always the case, I think, and I think that's okay, and that's an area that you can grow in, right? You don't have to be good at that to be a successful entrepreneur. I think Amy is probably naturally better at putting herself out there because she's more extroverted than I am, so that's something that I've had to to work on, and with being in sales in the past, you kind of have to learn how to do that and, and be comfortable with maybe putting yourself in what might feel like an uncomfortable situation, but that leads to a lot of a lot of positives, which I think we'll talk a little bit more about in a little bit, but I think that's it's super beneficial. Yeah. And I mean, I'm talking about posting yourself on social media. Right. But another big thing is sending a, a cold email to a dream client. Yeah. And Again, just put yourself out there because I did that and I emailed about 10 different dream clients and I ended up getting one of them, which is actually a pretty good percentage, <laughs> um, you know, True. Yeah. And, and so I always encourage people to just do it because you never know what's going to happen. And these people had, they were approaching 100,000 followers when I first connected with them. And so you might think like little old me, like I would never, they would never give me the time of day, Yeah. yeah. but my story says, you know, they did. And so it's important to kind of circle back to what you were saying, Luke, that those situations can be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And like with the premise of this podcast being a peaceful entrepreneur, it's important to note here that not every single step of the entire process of being an entrepreneur is going to be perfectly peaceful and stress-free. Right. Yeah. But if what you're if the uncomfortable step is going to get you to a more peaceful place, it's worth it. It is so worth it. it. Yeah. Yep. The next one kind of goes along with that, which is there's power in a follow-up. Because Mm. with those 10 dream clients that I contacted, I did not hear back from any until after (laughs) I sent a follow-up. It's true. And then I heard back from three. And then I landed one. So it's like, it's all part of the process. Yeah. We're in coaching and our coach talks a lot about like multi-touches, like 
reminding people that you're a thing, <laughs> you know, reminding yeah. them that yeah. you're there, that you're interested. And that is so important. You can't just put something out there one time and expect mm. results. Right. Okay, this is a big one that I kind of have as a life motto, <laughs> which is stick to your word. That is so valuable to your clients that you do what you say you're going to do. And I have had clients say to me, like, we felt good hiring you because we saw that you did that and we knew that you would continue to do that. It kind of goes into like the over under promise over deliver. Mm. Like, don't ever say you can do more than you realistically can because you're never going to win. But if you shoot low and are able to deliver more than you promised, then you're always going to, your clients are always going to have a positive experience with you. So that's that, a big one for me. Yeah. And that's not to say to sell yourself short. No. Right. But I don't, that's not what you're saying. Right. But I think that doing what you say you're going to do, if not doing more than you say you're going to do, one, or, one yes. or both, Yes, is going to not only land you clients, but also retain clients. Right, yes. And it's just like a good business practice in general. Definitely, definitely, yeah. And that's not to say like sell yourself short, you know, not, we're not saying that, but just to know your, know your limits and then present yourself that way, you know, in, in understanding what you have the capability and the capacity to do. All right, number five is connections are everything Mm. in business. As much as I wanted to believe that this wasn't true, (laughs) the first two years of business (laughs) really proved to me that it is. I've gotten my best clients through my other clients and or through my friends who know me and authentically can vouch for me and recommend me. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of what I was alluding to when we talked with number two which was just put yourself out there right you have to put yourself out there to make those connections and that means go into networking events or being intentional with your your current clients i mean your your work in a lot of ways your work you can let your work speak for itself and people will will just share about you that can turn into new clients for you but those connections and and maintaining good relationships with your clients I think we've seen proves to be immensely helpful with growing but I think that's just you know anyone in in business small or big I'm sure would say something similar yeah and I think it's important when you meet someone if they don't seem like an ideal client for your business not to immediately write them off right because you don't know who they know Correct. Yeah. And our coach always says, and this has really stuck out to me, about referrals being the gold standard. Yes. Like that's always going to be the best way to get business. And this is the huge thing that he said that I will always come back to, which is with a referral, you're getting an immediate endorsement Mm. from that person who's referring you. And that is going to impact the potential 
new client so much more than just them coming across a social media post or a cold email. You know, yeah. like you're so much more likely to get another client if you have a word of approval from a current client. Mm. So the best thing I, you know, we can recommend from our experience and from our coaching is like set up a referral program of some sort. Yeah. Or it's an easy way to get yeah. started on that. Yeah. yeah. Or just like ask a favor of your clients. Like you don't have to set up a program. You could just ask a favor of them um, to you know, our coach says, you know, hey, would you mind just scrolling in your phone for a moment and seeing if there's someone, there's one or two people in there who might be interested in my services? Yeah. You know, simple as that. Easy. Easy way to do that. So just remember, you never know who people know and anybody you meet could be a connection to your next client. Mm. Number six is try all the things. And what I mean by that is, when you're starting out in business, definitely try a few different types of services and a few different types of clients to figure out who you click with because mm. it's like trying on a wedding dress. Like you can have the picture on Pinterest that you like, but it, when you put it on your body, you're not going to feel the same way about it probably. Sometimes you do, but usually you put it on and you're like, oh, that doesn't actually look like I thought it would or that isn't the vibe I'm going for with my wedding, you know? So you have to yeah. try it on. You, right. you really do. Having so, tried on many wedding dresses, I can concur. You can attest. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> glad. <laughs> so, yeah, you have to kind of do that with your business as you're figuring out what you want to do. Unless you start out with a very clear vision. That's amazing. Mm. Um, but if you don't, try the things for a little while. And my caveat yep. here is don't try all the things for too long. <laughs> like, yes. try to make your decision fairly quickly. Because only when you, and this is going back to our conversation with Courtney about finding your niche, only when you find your niche are you actually going to experience starting to grow in depth as well as grow in clients. So number seven is you don't have to work with everyone forever. This is for the people pleasers. <laughs> hmm. Sometimes a client's going to come into your life for a season and you're meant to be, you're meant to work together for that season and that's it. Yeah. Other times you're going to have clients that you're with for years and it continues to work and be the right fit. And neither of those situations is wrong. So not at all. if a client starts to not be a right fit, it's okay to back out. It is. It's okay to step away yeah. and you shouldn't feel bad about that. Mm-mm. And there are ways to part ways amicably. Yes. Thankfully. Doesn't always happen like that. But right. Unfortunately. Yeah. But, but there are ways to go about it. Yeah. That it can be amicable. And you can still even, like I, I did that with a client a couple weeks ago. And, and she was saying, I would still love to refer you to people and mm. all this stuff. So there's a way to kind of back out gracefully. Definitely. Number eight is you can't rush the process or don't rush the process. You can't rush building a business. I don't think it it is not going to happen overnight. You hear success stories and like you see the cool things on Twitter or on the TikTok. news or something or on TikTok, yeah. And it's like, "Oh, well, I made a million dollars in my second month of starting my own business." It's like, "That's amazing. There are people out there that do that and they do it well, 
We are not some of those people. Most people's entrepreneurial experience is not going to be that. And that's okay. So I think part of that, part of my point is don't compare to, don't compare yourself to other entrepreneurs. You know, don't, don't expect your, your experience to be exactly the same as somebody else's. That's good. Right. But also just uh, going back to the idea of not rushing the process, like it is, you have to put in some dirty work. You know, you have to do the, the meaningless stuff at the beginning. You have to spend a lot of extra time in energy and brain power on the very beginning, the very early stages. Like Amy said, like previously, like reaching out to, to people, just putting yourself out there. You got to do that, you know, things, things like that. So, but understanding that it's not going to, again, it's just, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to arrive super quick and that's okay. Like it takes, it takes time. So if you're, but if you're diligent and you're hardworking and you're committed, you will see, you're going to see, you're going to see growth you at will. some point. Yeah, definitely. We have to, we, we've experienced that where I feel like for the first six or seven, seven or eight months mm-hmm. of last year, yeah. we were cruising at a similar level as far as the income was the indicator, you know, right. like it was very consistent and then it started jumping at the end of the year and I got excited Yeah, <laughs> and now I'm having to catch myself because mm-hmm. I want it to just keep jumping, but it just doesn't always work like that. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we had a jump. That was a great advancement, but we just have to keep being faithful, doing the right things and trust that mm. God's going to grow it at the rate that he wants it to. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Number nine is be intentional to put in the work. This kind of goes hand in hand with what I was just saying, but be intentional to put in the work, but also be intentional to put in the rest. I thought that was a good reminder to myself, and I'm sure Amy would agree, but just for anybody that, like I was just saying on that last point, like you have to put in the work. You have to grind it out some days and, and do the the dirty work, do the things that you don't really love to do. But if you're an introvert going out and, and meeting people at networking events or, or things like that, putting yourself out there just as an example. But I think it's it's good to remember that while you do have to put in all that work, you still have to take time for yourself to let yourself recharge and to rest and recuperate. That can look like a lot of different things for different people. For Amy, it might look like reading reading a book or going on a walk with a friend um, or making coffee. You know, <laughs> for me, it it's it might be working out or playing music, listening to music, whatever that that might look like. But I think it's just important to know your boundaries mentally and physically because, I mean, all that hard work can, when it takes a toll mentally, you know, it can take a a toll physically. That could be lack of sleep or or anything. But uh, as, you know, because stress, stress can manifest itself in different ways. But I think that's just a, a good reminder to, 
to make sure that you leave time to rest, but also from a mental perspective, from a mental perspective to tell yourself it's okay to rest. Yes. I think that's, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Cause you can, I mean, you can hear what I'm saying and be like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll make some time to do that. And then you end up like taking maybe a, an afternoon to kind of like go read or go spend some time outside somewhere and then you feel guilty during mm. or after like I'm wasting time that's not that's not healthy that is not a, a healthy place to be so yeah let yourself rest let yourself yeah. relax and decompress do something you enjoy or do nothing at all yeah. you know uh, just just let yourself recuperate after that when you jump back in, hopefully you feel refreshed and ready to kind of hit the ground running again. But do that consistently, I think, is is important. If you need to schedule it out, like, say, <laughs> Thursday afternoons, I'm not working. I'm going to this coffee shop to read or to journal or whatever, or I'm going to go take a hike somewhere. You can You can plan that out, or it can be spontaneous if it needs to be, but just... Be intentional with that. Yeah. I think an important truth there that you are covering with everything you're saying is that rest is productive. Yes. I think people struggle to believe that, but it is actually true. Like you can only be, your business can only be as healthy as you are Mm. mentally. Right. Because you're the one running it. And so if you're not taking care of yourself, you're actually not taking the best care of your business that you can yeah yeah so next time you feel guilty for resting remind yourself of that that like you gotta fill your cup first you gotta take care of yourself first like Mm. the cliche airplane metaphor of like put your mask on first and then help people around you like and that doesn't always apply to every single situation in life but it it applies here to Take care of yourself. Make sure your brain, your mental space, your body is healthy. And you, I promise, you will see so much more business growth and feel so much more peace and fulfillment in your business when you do that. Yeah. That's good. It's a great reminder for me. Number 10 is have people in your corner. One of the the big things I think that's important is having people in your corner, both that are connected to the business or in the the same kind of business world, but also people that are not, that are maybe just a friend, a good friend or something, or a a parent or a sibling or a spouse in our case for a, a long period of time before I came on. So I think it's good to, to have people that you can lean on, you can share things with that you can get advice from that you can get help from that are again that are not involved so amy has good friends that she can she can go to with things about work and that and those people can help her her process it from a an outside looking in perspective which i think is important because now that i'm involved in the business my perspective has changed a little bit obviously we're still a married couple so there's a little bit of that that is kind of separate but 
having people that are that are outside of of the business that you can go to i think is very important and very helpful uh, a fresh set of eyes sometimes is all you really need and uh, whether that's problem solving or just like need help thinking through something or you just need to get something work related off your chest mm-hmm. and taking that to someone that's not involved that can kind of maybe help you see things you know, maybe if you're upset help you see things in a different light and and be beneficial for you but I think that's that's huge and that could also look like again having somebody in your corner could be somebody that you meet at a, a networking event that you strike up a, a working relationship with that is maybe in a in a similar field or just a a good encouragement for you so uh, it doesn't have to be like a friend or a family member or a significant other or anything like that but just having those people that that you can go to i think is is crucial for anyone in in small business especially mm-hmm. absolutely and and if you haven't listened to the episode why you can't do entrepreneurship by yourself jess and i have an entire conversation about this concept and i think it's so amazing that you're bringing it up right now because it is such a huge concept and i see such a stark difference from when i was trying to do all of it by myself Mm -hmm. to when i started bringing people in not only to help me and carry out some of the tasks of the business but also to be community of other business owners and bounce ideas off of each other because like you're saying it's important to have the people who are not related to have that outside perspective but it's also important to have the people who are in the entrepreneur world and understand what you're going through understand the struggles maybe a little more yeah and like someone that you're not working with directly maybe so that there's not like a should we be talking about this kind of you know perspective but like having someone who is truly a peer and in a similar space as you who can speak into certain situations oh my goodness i i just can't tell you how valuable that's been since i started doing that well our last little bonus point is i mean it's more of a an encouragement than anything but i just wanted to say like you can do anything you put your mind to you can do the dang thing you can do it and I just want that to be an encouragement to whoever is hearing this, whether you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to start a business, but you feel fear or you're holding back for some reason or another, Hmm. or whether you're already an entrepreneur and you feel like a tugging to make a change or an addition or, you know, whatever it is, you can do it. You can. You could do absolutely anything. You are the one deciding what your life looks like. You don't have to build it off of anything or do anything just because somebody else does it or because society says you should. Right. Like, blaze your own path. You can do it. And we'll be here to encourage you as you do. So thank you so much to all of you who have been with us for this entire season if you haven't listened to every episode of course we would encourage you to go back and catch up and we can't wait to continue having these conversations that are getting each of us one step closer to being more peaceful entrepreneurs in our everyday so we're so appreciative and grateful for each of you and we'll see you 
in season two. Woo! Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We look forward to connecting with you more, whether that's on Instagram, TikTok, or our email list. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode and if you have any additional tips to add. We will see you next week with more tips and tools to becoming a peaceful entrepreneur. Bye for now.